Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 297 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I am your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the ethereal Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with me? Thermometer mouth, Chris Antista. Oh, damn. Yeah, you, you've got a fever running. Uh, who else? Your beautiful, bouncing baby boy for 2019, Mean Matt Allen, brother. And special guest, Leif Johnson of Macworld, former freelancer. Who was here like last week. Yes. <laughs> Good to be a here again. A week before. But it was a year ago. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> R.I.P. 2018. 2018. No, not yet. 2018. Not yet. I have something I really need to get off my chest. Uh, before we finish, because I, yes, okay. I, I don't know how long I'll be around on this one. I have a hundred and two degree fever, and uh, oh uh, god, whew, it's it's been it's been a doozy. I, I can't I can't believe you're actually doing the show. This is yeah. insane. Well, I just did thirty twenty ten, and I've been in and out of consciousness for about twelve hours. But during that time, I've just like popped in and out of my favorite Sopranos moments because we're celebrating that show's twentieth anniversary on thirty twenty ten. However, what I really wanted to say was. 2018, I played my favorite game of the year in 2018 after we recorded the show. I know really? what it is. I know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it, what is it, man? It is Astrobot. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Really? VR. Have you played yeah. it yet? Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, I played that. That's It's really, really good. I'm just a little surprised. It's, <laughs> it's not only good, it's like awe-inspiring in the, uh, my buddy compared it to Mario 64, and it's not mm. like that, it's just like kind of that feeling you had when you're playing on Mario 64 where you don't expect anything that's going to happen. The boss battles are just astonishing. It is the proof of concept VR needed to make real games I think it's a fair comparison. It it is like 64 because it's like 64 was a proof of concept for 3D. This is the proof of concept for like here's how you do a platformer right in Mm. VR and I think that the only knock I had against that game, you know, Michael and I did discuss it. You're like, hey, Not enough. You didn't tell me it was awesome. It's very good game, but I think if you if it wasn't in VR, like it relies really heavily on the tricks and the wow moments of yeah, VR. Yeah, but that's like saying um, Mario 64 own, wouldn't work it would if it wasn't be in 3D. Platformer. Yeah, I wouldn't even expect that the somebody would play something like that outside of VR. Yeah, it requires VR. You can't it, it find certain thing. things without VR. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't hold that against. Them. I hold it against this whole show, and I think we we. <laughs> we made a farce out of the game of the year stuff by not including Astrobot. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things you can hold yeah. against this show. I do recommend uh, getting VR is easy. Just do what I did: trade in a bunch of Xbox 360 garbage and get and get, get your uh, get your headset. And uh, yeah, and Beat Beat Saber. Right. I, I don't know gonna, if it's still it's being offered. Idea. They had an Astrobot bundle with Beat Saber, in which I've been waiting for, and I didn't know finally came out. I fucking love Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, they had they had one with Moss as well, and that mm. was another game we talked about mid year last year. Yeah, one of yeah, the yeah. Games. And it was similar to Astrobot in that you're seeing it in third person, controlling a character as they walk right. around on this. Right. Yeah, but Astrobot is, is cute and funny and not as serious. And like, I feel like my jaw hit the floor like every couple of minutes. It did something fun and surprising in a way that games don't really ever do 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 to me not not as frequently as Astrobot did. Hmm. Well, it's also a surprise because those little guys are like the mascots of the playroom titles. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. that, which is why I thought it would suck. Yeah. <laughs> which the, those games are always kind of under the radar, but like, yeah, this was amazing. That game rules, and uh, if you have a PSVR headset, you owe it to yourself to play the best VR game there is. Absolutely. Cool. But uh, this this show is not about VR games. It's about the games that we're most looking forward to in 2019. I and mean, it might be about VR games. Notice, one, it's one not about those. VR games. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh wait, yeah, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, there might be some cool VR games to look forward to. I don't know, but this is uh, as is our usual habit. We all voted on a list and came up with a horrible Frankenstein list that isn't really representative of anybody, but <laughs> is still pretty decent. Yeah. On its own, <laughs> no, it's it's representative of our the three three or four games we all shared, or uh, and one I, or two that I think that, that two of us liked. I resent yeah, not being able to talk about Kingdom Hearts for hopefully the last time. It's an eclectic list. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, and and yeah, Leif has also sunk a lot of time into Atlas, which oh we we may talk about some during the new releases, because <laughs> they came out it. after we recorded our last uh, current show. But yeah, it's, it's going to be an exciting 2019, guys, so let's just jump in right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's just sadness porn. It is like the That's child. That's just the plot of Dumbo, though. What you know what I mean? Yes, I, I think they should have made. They should have made, never... made it really gritty. I think they they could have. <laughs> I'm serious. No, 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 no. But not not like Quentin Tarantino or anything. Not but the Dumbo bitch. Well, I just feel like I've, you know, the 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 cartoon Dumbo's been done, and this this Dumbo. You know, it the realism. He take no shit. Well, I'm saying the realism that they have access to now is pretty is is amazing. It's, the, but the, it's the emotion too much. and everything in that in that elephant's eyes is crazy. It'll That's get to you. That's why it's too much. But they could have made why. it. They could have made it. You know. Like, no, no. But why? And, and it's why Tim Burton it? doing it again, which like his Alice in Wonderland. What did that add to anybody's love of Alice in like Wonderland? Pre- Should have made it like precious. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? The most anticipated games of 2019. Oh yes, yours, not ours. We're, we're actually telling you what to think yes. of this. Mm-hmm. I can hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Number one, Kingdom Hearts 3 in two weeks. Yeah. So Is it in two weeks? What I'm looking forward to most about this game, <laughs> no old 2D animation. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking forward to no one being able to talk about that game after the next two weeks. We'll put a moratorium. All right. Well, let's get started with... Number five. What are you doing in my fridge, Commander Jackson? You got to step it up, Terry Crews. The enemy should never see you go. You got to... You got to... You got to get the jump on him, Crews. Get out of my gym bag. That is the best trailer. Hell yeah, that's my boy Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. And Terry Crews. Yeah, renowned painter Terry Crews. No, no one saw him painting over Christmas? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he is the new Bob Ross. He's like, yeah, yeah judgment. Judgment clouds creativity. Mm-hmm. You just got to put those happy little clouds in there. Yeah. Or your happy little crackdowns. Because this is yeah. Crackdown 3 we're talking crackdown about. Crackdown 3. And this is top on the list, number one, because it's it's coming out in just over a month. It's also Finally. one that I'm... Is it really, though? Yes. Allegedly. My most anticipated Xbox One launch game comes out in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> <laughs> but I am cautiously optimistic because we haven't really seen much gameplay until pretty recently. Before that, we saw a lot of live-action trailers with Terry Crews, being Terry Crews, basically, (laughs) which I was delighted to find out he is in the game. He's one of a number of different agents that you can play, rather than just um, being pretty faces that get uglier as 
the game progresses, as in the first crackdown, each agent actually has like different abilities and capabilities that you might want to consider when taking them out into the field to uh, wreak a bunch of havoc. Boom, You're using those clusters well. Good. Yeah. They'll come in handy down the line. Richard Nixon is back. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama Richard Nixon's back to, to mm-hmm. host the show. <laughs> Which kind of surprises me because uh, the handler was like the voice of law and order. And I think you're you're taking down a, a corporation this time? Yeah. Yes. Well, he was revealed to be the villain in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And then the second game, to get spoilery, uh, <laughs> it ended with the suggestion that it's like, oh, you might be fighting on the side of the protesters and anarchists next time around because... Oh, I thought the, what the takeaway from 2 was uh, <laughs> add boring zombies. But, but like, I, I think my hopes in Crackdown might, 3 might be, uh, might be foolish, but I can't express how much fun the first game was. I think we all had the yeah. same experience with the first Crackdown. And the second one didn't really do it for didn't really do it for anybody, so it's it's mm-hmm. odd to put this much stock into that. But if if Crackdown Three can innovate half of the things that Crackdown One did, you should be really excited. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see how well that formula has adapted and how well it holds up in a like a, a lot has happened since the first Crackdown. This is yeah. a post Saints Row Four, mm-hmm. post Just Cause World. Like, yeah. can that craziness is is that enough? What are they doing? To, to compete. Yeah, and I, I would say when they first announced this, like, the trailers they were showing, and remember when they were touting the whole cloud physics and all that yes. stuff? Like, looked amazing, looked great, and I was excited, but that was like half a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only reason I didn't I didn't vote for this one, is my most anticipated, is, is I was like, I don't know, I'm a little worried. The fact, you mentioned, Michael, we only have recently seen gameplay, that's usually a bad sign for games. And so I'm... I This is the one for me that's like, it's on the fence. Like, either it's going to be great or it's going to be a disaster. I, and I don't know. I just don't know what to think. I, I'm you know? with you on I'm, that. And I, I just think uh, in, ter- in terms of most anticipated, I am watching this one very closely, which I yeah. won't be doing for a fucking Last of Us 2. Who cares? It's going <laughs> to be fine. Yeah. Well, well, certainly if, if the, the gauge was wait time for games, this and Kingdom Hearts 3 would be at like the top of our list, right? Mm-hmm. Because they would truly be most right. longest. If the list was longest anticipated, yes. well, they, they would rule the roost. <laughs> well, talking about its long lead time, I, I hate to, I'm not usually not one of those graphics guys and stuff, but is it just me or does that game look old? I mean, when I looked at the gameplay videos and stuff, it does look, you know, like it's several years old. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm usually, it, but it's because it's that type of game that wants to wow you of how it looks and stuff. And I don't know. It looks like it's like five years that, old. It, it basically makes you like this, I don't know, invincible superhero in this very large, I would say, not very detailed city after, yes. after playing something like Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's supposed to impress in the same way. Well, considering that you can destroy, like, everything around, yeah, yeah. it probably necessitates everything being kind yeah. of simple. I mean, if it pulls anything like, like that Red Planet shit where you can destroy every building and all that, mm-hmm. then I'm on board because I really love whenever games do that. Whenever they just let me, hey, knock down everything you yeah. see, I'm on board. I mean, there seems to be a lot of destructibility in the gameplay that they've shown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting they seem to be taking a... Uh, Far Cry 5-ish route with the progression in that the way they described it in that gameplay was if you wreak a bunch of havoc and destroy a bunch of operations like it's not that you'll then go and fight the boss the boss will come after you uh, for example so you want an audience with Reza Khan then you will have one welcome to the dawn of a new age 
The age of Chimera. Bow to its glory or burn in the flames. Uh, that's a scene with this boss Rezacon coming out in a giant mech suit and threatening you. So like, oh, you get to fight that. Awesome. I bet it involves a lot of shooting, <laughs> as these things so often do. But yes, the, the bus comes out after you've wrecked a certain amount of his shit. And we don't have long to wait, so why not? Yeah. So how long, when is it out? I like first... February 15th. Now, Holy did Lord. they announce, is this part of Game Pass? Yes, it is part of Game Pass. Oh, am I going to get this for free, quote-unquote, that I'm going to get it for $10 a You month? are going to get it for free. Actually, I already <laughs> downloaded it onto my console. I did, wow. like, like, two weeks ago. Wow. So it's it's been available for preloading for a while. Hmm. Which is weird. I feel like more people should have talked about that. <laughs> right. that I haven't heard that much about it. Coming well, then, if you have Game Pass, play it. There's yeah, no reason not to. That's you, why this anyway. is a VGA anticipatory exclusive. No one else is excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the oh, IGN man. gameplay reveal, and it's got like 150,000 views. And like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Well, we we strive to be in. Why are we laughing at that? We would die for 150,000 yeah, yeah, views yeah, yeah, on a yeah. video. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, let's uh, tuck our tails between our legs and move along to number four. Jin, you're late. You're impatient. Uh, who knows what this is? That would be uh, God. I'm gonna butcher it. Is it Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, which mm-hmm. I, I always I trip over the Tsushima. Mm-hmm. That uh, the new Sucker Punch joint. Yes. yes, the new Sucker Punch joint open world samurai action game. I, I remember the the first reveal was like, oh my god, is this going to be like someone else doing a samurai Assassin's Creed? Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. There does seem to be a, a lot of uh, climbing. It is very very pretty. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's about Mongolians invading the Japanese island of Tsushima. It's based on historical events, and I'm going to guess this is Mongolian we're about to hear spoken in this clip. No, no, no! Ah! Bastards! Enough! Enough! Yep, let's get some violence in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. interesting, they call this a samurai game, mm-hmm. but the whole thing is you are the ghost of Tsushima, you have to fight using the ghost style, so there's stealth in this game, is what they're mm-hmm. saying as well. Um, so this, I keep getting it confused with another game that's not on our list, but is on my personal list, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, ah, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, which, that's from Software, and they're describing that as, as more of like a modern-day Tenchu, mm-hmm. which if this does has, have the stealth, well, this would sort of be like Tenchu then as well. You know? Kind of, except Tenchu was never really open world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, not true, not true, in the true. same way, but yeah, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is another one to get excited about, obviously. It definitely seems to have some, some Souls DNA in there, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, right, right. Whereas this one, it's interesting because, you know, Sucker Punch, these, these are the... Uh, uh, Sly Cooper guys, right? <laughs> and the infamous guys. And the infamous guys, yeah. right. Right. So this is their first thing since Infamous, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. Since Infamous Second Son, which was came out close to launch. Well, right. not, not that close to launch, but I early think, on. I think they were hyping it as a launch PS4 title. Originally, yeah. 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 But I don't think that shook out. 
So one thing I'm hoping to see in the actual game is when you look in the trailer, you see everybody, you know, they're doing the, the swords and stuff, and there's a lot of perfect timing. Like, you know, at one time mm-hmm. the, the hero is, it's actually the person that started out the clip. He waits until she, you know, come to him and then he strikes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's beautiful timing and stuff. There's a lot of parrying and stuff. I'm wondering how much is that going to translate into the actual gameplay or if it's going to be like The Witcher or something well, like this. Well, see, to kind of add on to that, one thing I've seen during one of the trailers is there's actually duels, like mm-hmm. one-on-one duels, and that started to look a lot like Bushido Blade to me. Mm. And that got me super excited because it's been a long time since a Bushido Blade game. It's not Bushido Blade unless you can cripple your enemies and kill in one That's hit. right. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, I think, because there's a lot of like perfectly timed dodges that slow time, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of what they did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey this mm-hmm. year. Where, yeah, if you do the perfect dodge, then you get a brief window yes. of slowed yep. down time where you can just wreak some havoc. Yep. Love that. Every mm-hmm. every 3D fighting game should have yeah. a similar mechanic. So it's interesting. When I saw this at E3, I was like, eh, I don't know if how much of this is actual gameplay. And now watching it again for this, it's like, yeah, I can see how this is gameplay. Mm-hmm. This feels like gameplay now. And the reason you wonder is it's so fluid. It's so beautiful. It really is like watching, you know, like you know, like an action flick or something. And mm-hmm. it, it, the artistry when the time does slow down and where, you know, his blade goes exactly where it, it should. And uh, I love that. And that, that's one of the reasons why it almost feels like, is this real gameplay? Because it, it works so well. And yeah. I want to see that in real in action. But I, I was kind of surprised that uh, you were one of the ones that voted for this, Chris. Yeah, why? Well, th- why, why am I surprised? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't often go in for the the open world... Old-timey horse shit? No. Um, because, sure. because I like Dark Souls and I liked um, Neo. And, oh, yeah. And ah, Neo yeah. was like Samurai Dark Souls, and I was totally fine with so that. Good. And I never got so to good. like pick it up and finish it. So I was hoping to do that with this game. Pick it up and finish it, hopefully, yeah. Nah, that's never going to happen. I'm just going to sit in a pile of Red Dead and Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> a pile of them? Are you going to get multiple copies? <laughs> yes. As I wear no clothes and play them all on like on an effigy of old games as I play Astrobot for the third time uh-huh. through. <laughs> just build a throne out of uh, jewel cases. Oh, Your man. adult games are actually baby games. <laughs> baby games are the true adult games. Oh, well. Stand aside, Jin. You betrayed my family. Run! If we fight, the Mongols win. They already won. Oh, damn. Snap, lost hope. (laughs) I'm just disappointed we don't have a live Shakuhachi performance Mm -hmm. like, like the E3 press conference. What I'm excited for is, so what they showed here... He's he's wearing like what a wandering the main character is wearing like what a wandering samurai would wear with like a uh, sort of like a grass shawl almost uh-huh. and like the, the the rice paddy hat and uh, but uh, in the first trailer the reveal trailer they show him like transitioning from samurai armor to something more like a ninja would wear with like a mask and yeah. stuff like that so I'm wondering if like is this it says like day nine, invasion day nine, early on. So I'm wondering, yes. it's like, is this early in the game, and then we're going to see him go through this transformation as a character and become more ninja-like? Or? I think so. That's what it says. You have to take on the way of the ghost, and so mm-hmm. that's why it's like everyone's calling this a samurai game, and I'm I'm wondering, is this actually a ninja game? More of a ninja game. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll hopefully find out this year. Nope. Uh, it no, no, you don't think so? No. Did they show? Were they show yeah. that at E3 this year? 
last year. They revealed it in 2017 at Paris Games Week. They showed it gameplay at last E3. Mm-hmm. I think it will be this year. It'll mm-hmm. probably be late this year is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, well, if it if it's coming to PS4, you probably. Although I'm a little with the the Sony like this isn't the only Sony exclusive that we've did got. We, on we here. even talk about that they they bowed out of E3. Yes, that's yes, what I was going to bring yeah. up. And I, so, I think it's because they can't show this game again mm-hmm. and not have it come out in the same year. That's that's my take on it. They don't have a lot to show. They have a lot of games. They're fucking mm-hmm. Sony. Just done a lot of exclusives. Uh, but yeah, it, the the fact that they're not going to be at E three makes the the exclusives sort of up in the air at yes. this point. Like this and uh, so, some other things. Like are are these really targeting PS four or is it going to be something something more later on? We'll see. In any case, we're excited for this one. It, it's fucking. It looks fucking. It's fucking yes. gorgeous, yeah, dude. Absolutely. absolutely. I was it's just gorgeous. playing a video in the background. Like that's another thing I just didn't mention. Like I haven't. And I don't know what else this generation can do to wow me graphics-wise, but, like, I don't know. The stylized motion, uh, not motion blur, but, like, foreground and background mm-hmm. stuff is really fucking Depth neat. Depth of feel. Because it looks like, it, look, mm-hmm. it like automatically in some places, like, looks like it goes into, like, a fighting game position where we know they have beautiful backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it happened naturally. Yeah, those are those duels, I think. Of, it's, yes. that's when, and and there, yeah. were, there were points in it the trailer awesome. I'm like, is this a cutscene or gameplay? Like, you can't tell and one thing when there was the you know that little cutscene where you know it was the they've already won you know when that was going on at the same time there's all these leaves flying around these red leaves and it's so, something like out of House of Flying Daggers that it's 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 quite uh, beautiful yes. cherry blossoms <laughs> they are all perfect <laughs> I can't believe I just quoted the Last Samurai I'm the only guy that quotes that movie uh, ever yes. Uh, I had to stop myself from quoting South Park every time you mentioned fucking Mongolians. <laughs> and I almost did it. I almost dropped it there. Well, thank God you didn't. <laughs> well, probably we should move on to... Number three. I know you guys know what this is. PT. It's finally coming out. Yep. It's PT. PT. Switch exclusive. Uh, this is Luigi's Mansion for Switch. Yeah. For Switch. Switch. Partly, this got my vote because, uh, I just finished playing Luigi's Mansion on 3DS. Oh, yeah. You had an inter- interesting takeaway because you just played both Luigi's yeah, Mansions. Yeah, well, I, I played through the first one. I started on the second one. And it's weird because Luigi, the first one feels like a much more modern game, even on 3DS. Like, it's it's very, very pretty. It has, like... You know, dual stick controls, even though the dual stick on the new 3DS is that little nubbin. But then going from that to playing Dark Moon, like Dark Moon feels like a game that was designed specifically for handhelds. Like yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, but, but technically I mean, Luigi's Mansion is the newer game now. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's yes. A remake. But I mean, you compare them and it's like, well, the graphics are a bit simpler. The, the environments are kind of bigger and chunkier and like just, I, I guess, simpler designs mm-hmm. to, to sort of facilitate like, okay, you need to be able to see this easily on a small screen. Better use of 3D on that one though, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think because, I mean, well, technically they were both developed with 3d in mind at some point right (laughs) yeah right the original yeah Yeah, but this this new one i think the reason we're all so excited for luigi's mansion 3 is we only get one of these games every five to ten years Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it's just like they're nice they're fun little games like they're always just tight little 
fun packages, you know? And so, yeah, I'm super excited for this because we don't get them that often. And every I, I enjoyed the other two immensely. And so, yeah, why not? You know? So I have to admit, I've never actually played that series. So what what makes yeah. it fun? What's what, what do you do in that game? Ghostbusting. Yeah, yep. it is. It uh, is Ghostbusters. Like... Uh, but it's also like... There's a little, like, puzzle-y elements. You have to figure out how to find all the ghosts in the environment. Uh, it's really... It's got this, like, satisfying thing where you, as you vacuum up things, you would get coins in the game. Yeah. Like, it, it has, like, a lot of these, like, micro rewards. And that's, you know? that's another thing that's, like, way more satisfying in the original Luigi's Mansion compared to Dark Moon. Like, uh, Luigi's Mansion, like, I go up and uh, open up a dresser and, like, a shit ton of, like, dollar bills start <laughs> yeah, flying yeah. out and fluttering around, and I get to vacuum them all up. A dark Moon, it's, like, maybe one or two coins. Maybe one bill will float yeah. out. Yeah, like, because eh. it's a small screen thing. They probably couldn't yeah, fit that yeah, many. exactly. Um, it has the best suck tech of any video game <laughs> series ever. How about that? Are you excited now, Leif? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you walk around in, in dark rooms. You encounter ghosts. <laughs> I mean, this is wow. all pulling from the one short trailer that Nintendo's released of yeah. this so far. He's so. got everything. He's got EGAD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping you had a sound for you. I, but we, I should have grabbed one. That, <laughs> Damn it. That would have been good. Uh, saying things like... <laughs> he's got that... It does yeah. sound like a Star Wars character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's just like... Um, if you, Did you like uh, tr- uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? Did you get to play those at all? Eh. Me? No. Yeah, okay. So, okay, well, then you won't you won't understand the comparison, but I, I, I would put those games in similar categories in that they're almost like, they're, they're obviously not like main franchise, mainline games, uh-huh. and they're the, kind of these weird offshoots that are, uh, like I was saying, they're, 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 they're small, little, fun, contained games, you know, like they're, they're, they're not Yeah, huge. I mean, it's, it, Luigi's Mansion is, it is a, a full adventure. Like, yeah, right. It's but, it's not just like oh, go to this level and solve this puzzle. But but I guess what I'm saying though is they're not like huge open world games or anything like mm-hmm. that. Oh, like gotcha. it, it's more, you know, kind of like Captain Toad. Like each little level is this little puzzle and self-contained yeah. thing. That's how the rooms in Luigi's Mansions mm-hmm. are. You're meant you're meant to kind of go from room to room, figure out yeah. that room, and, and go yeah. and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just they're fun little wholesome experiences, man. I don't know how yeah. it's, else to it's describe. Resident Evil for kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, for me, I'm just yeah because we don't get them that often, and I do. I love it, and Luigi, he deserves a little limelight every now and then. So why not? You know. Especially since they killed him last year. No, apparently that that's what this game is showing. Oh, He's yes. not dead. But that I feel like Luigi has more innuendo around his death than any other Nintendo character. Yes. Like there was the the fan theory for a while that like. Uh, if you're in the attic during, like, well, well it's uh, Thunder and Featured Lightning. in, in our Urban Myths episode yes. from last year, yeah. the, the lightning flash shows us what looks to be Luigi hanging from the rafter, the shadow of Luigi who hung himself, uh-huh. which is not true. No. They, they fixed that bug in the remake. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then uh, Nintendo actually had to issue a statement saying, no, Luigi's fine yeah, after yes, the, the Smash trailer with death yanking his soul out of his body. <laughs> I know. He's like Paul. From the Beatles, you know? Yeah, L- Luigi sure. is dead. It was, yeah, it was, been it was replaced backwards. by an android. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots lots of cool little details just in that one trailer that Nintendo has put out. Like, you can see uh, 
in, in that first shot of Luigi creeping around like there's a bunch of pizza boxes that say since 1983, which was the year Luigi was introduced in in Mario Brothers. In, Mario Bros., yeah. um, in you know Mario's suitcases overturned in that same shot. Uh, uh, there's apparently you could see like just very briefly Luigi firing a plunger into a ghost's face. So you're, you're going to have more than just the um, Poltergust 5000 or Hell whatever. Hell yeah. Plunger yeah. humor? Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Oh yeah. And then an excuse to use that Smash Brothers GameCube controller again because that is actually a superior way to play Luigi's Mansion. GameCube controller. I won't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is another one that's like, we don't know if it's coming out in 2019. All we've seen is one trailer, but fingers crossed. Well, the other thing, uh, real quick, speaking of controllers, if this takes advantage of the motion controls, there could be some interesting oh. stuff there with the HD rumble. Mm. And, you know, kind of, I don't know, like doing the Ghostbusters thing with the with the uh, the Joy-Con. That could be kind of fun. I don't it know. Could be. Could Let's be. See. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw some of that in Luigi's Mansion on 3DS, where it used the gyroscope controls, and you can, like, it's like you're uh, moving the Game Boy Horror around and and getting a first-person view of the Yeah, no one did that. You look like a (laughs) fool, man. What's wrong with you? I was on a plane. I had to do something. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh that's, God. that's like nightmare. You Just don't do that. Just into the person <laughs> next to me. Yo, you have to find the ghost. <laughs> God. Anyway. Number two. Maybe they're jealous of you. I'm just a girl. Not a threat. they should be of all psychopathic maniacs. That's right. Yes. Yeah, people who kill with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. at will. Uh, yeah. That is The Last of Us 2, or as I like to call it, The Second to Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> the penultimate of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, this is one of those where, uh, kind of like Chris's thing about um, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm not convinced this is a 2019 game, but I'm really yeah. hoping it is. Yeah, fingers crossed. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, Sony has, what, this, Tsushima, and Days Gone. Like, those are its exclusives. But if those aren't coming this year, what's what's it doing? Yeah, especially after this year, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta follow up that act. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the reason we're excited for this one, though, is uh, anyone who played The Last of Us will know. I mean, it was it was... It was the penultimate game of the last generation, right? Like, it, it closed out the last generation yeah. for Sony, mm-hmm. and that's why... And I, then immediately came out on PS4. Yeah, as, yes. as the remaster. Um, but I think this I think this might be the last Sony game of this generation. Well, maybe the last Naughty Dog game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the first game, though... It, so if you've never played that game, it's, it's meant to be this kind of, like, stealth, third-person stealth game yeah. uh, where you had to kind of make your way around this world that had been overtaken by these... Uh, zombies, uh, in theory, but really they were people that had... It was the most interesting zombie uh, kind of way of creating zombies I've ever seen, which it was a fungus had taken yeah. over people. And, it's based uh, on a real fungus that uh, parasitizes ants. Right. And right. Uh, takes them over, makes them... Doesn't make them kill each other, but it does make them like crawl up on blades of grass where they can be easily eaten by birds. Right. And then the fungus grows and the birds poop. And, but does uh, it make them click? It does not make them click. That as far is the as I'm most aware, terrifying yes. thing about the clickers <laughs> are terrifying. Yeah. So, um, but really, the, the reason I love that game is 
it was kind of a puzzle game. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you know, it was a stealth game, but you were really figuring out, okay, how do I make my way through here, and how do I kill this uh, clicker without alerting the other clickers? And then, um, what this one seems to be leaning heavily into, I don't think they've actually shown a clicker in no. any of the trailers. No, it's the human combat, and that mm-hmm. shit was the most brutal part of the first one. Um, oh yeah, well, like I, I feel like every moment of the the gameplay trailer they showed is arresting like immediately after that scene in the dance hall switches over to ellie's perspective and you get this great shock moment where you watch a dude in the near distance getting disemboweled So I think those are cultists called the Seraphites. They don't sound very angelic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's got to be more to this game than this, though, because if, if this is really just Naughty Dog leaning into, okay, the real monsters are humans mm-hmm. trope, I don't know. I just They're they're better than that. Like, like Walking Dead. Yeah, but they, <laughs> the, what, they, what they showed of the gameplay is is like these, these seem to be very intelligent opponents who work together in a convincingly realistic way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the feeling, at least in this trailer, that the people you're fighting are not just rando uh, cookie-cutter enemies, but that they're people. And I think that is really palpable in the scene. Like, So Ellie has... Uh, just run afoul of some people with guns. She's lost them in tall grass and is hiding under a truck. And there's a woman coming around trying to find her. Ethan. What? Wolf. She came through here. Damn it. Double back. Go. Shot in the face. <laughs> So it's that, yeah, Ellie gets yanked out from under the truck after shooting this woman in the face who was just saying, like, oh, she just came through here and uh, wrestles with this guy for a few seconds, shoots him three times, and his friends call his name. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be like one of those weird one-time things where you're going to be like oh yeah i remember this moment from the trailer or if like the rest of the game is actually going to be that consistent mm-hmm. like if, if their ai is that smart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be yeah, I mean, that could be what this game hangs its hat on because right now yeah i'm not seeing what it's doing differently than the first other right. than the lack of the zombies and other than the lack of joel mm-hmm. although it was pretty cool um there's that moment where she's fleeing and you see like icon pop up to pick up a bottle and she just like grabs it in mid stride while she's running like that's pretty that's cool pretty to cool. see like yeah. yeah you can interact with the environment that way mm-hmm. just just even listen to this i just want to say you know that one thing that made the emotional impact of the first game so strong was the voice acting and mm-hmm. it sounds phenomenal here i also want to say troy baker was one of the very few voice actors i've ever heard that nails a native texas accent wow um, yeah so usually people think it's easy but it's not a real texan can tell it's fake but he mm. did it pretty dang well no oh, that's awesome all right all right all right <laughs> exactly <laughs> nailed it right yeah, yeah. totally nailed it mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like being in the same room as a texan <laughs> and a guy impersonating a texan <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah the, the big difference too with this game with with ellie 
you know, the first game she was she was a young kid, and this is like grown up, mm-hmm. really pissed off Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like everything they've shown, she's just like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna kill everybody yeah, uh, because yeah. of the the results of the end of the first game, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't <laughs> played it. But yeah, um, her, her life's not so great, uh, and and so yeah, this I'm just anxious to see like what is the character arc of Ellie? You yes. know, like it, she can't just be pissed the entire game, or maybe she can. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I've played a lot of God of War games, and they, that dynamic seems to work <laughs> yes. pretty well for Kratos. <laughs> the second and third uh, Tomb Raider games, the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Sure, That's sure. True. All right. Well, let's move on to our big finale. In 2077, they voted my city the worst place to live in America. Main issues, sky-high rate of violence... And more people living below the poverty line than anywhere else. Can't you wait to explore this world? <laughs> the world of Cyberpunk 2077, Night City? I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. Pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, man, no Cyberpunk, I'm, I'm stoked for it. This is another one of those games that was announced like uh-huh. a decade ago. Like uh-huh. I, I remember seeing an E3 trailer a really long time ago. Uh, and then CD Projekt Red went off and finished Witcher 3, which was, it's probably in the running for my game of the generation. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's up there. Uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, I love everything they do. Uh, I love uh, Cyberpunk. I'm a huge, mm-hmm. I've said this on the show before, like I'm a huge Shadowrun geek, which is like Cyberpunk plus magic. Mm-hmm. I love the stuff, like all the William Gibson stuff, all that, you know. Yeah. So I'm on board. Uh, the premise seems cool. Uh, it seems like, like an a cooler version of Deus Ex, like an updated version of mm-hmm. Deus Ex with, with a lot of similar mechanics, but it's like just they've had like a decade to work on it. Yeah. I think, yeah, the impression that I always got um, from like reading cyberpunk source books as mm-hmm. a teenager and from watching the, 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 the 48 minutes of gameplay that they release, like cyberpunk's world is relentlessly just grim and gritty and, Horrible, and everybody in it is horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge divide between rich and poor that uh, drives a lot of the action. None uh, of this sounds familiar at all. <laughs> it's not like nothing like the world we're actually we live. fucking living in right now. We got all the worst parts of cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. corporations. Michael, you're talking everything. some real, bra- some real Blade Runner shit, and we all know that was oh god, 2019. <laughs> oh god, oh god. Also Akira. Akira, yes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And and we don't even get fun parts like Ripper Docks. Now, a bit of anesthetic, and I can start cutting. Feel anything? Doc. Play by play. Makes you sound like a dentist. They're always going on and on. Don't be mean now. Remember, I'm old. I got a shaky gannic hand. Could slip. Lights out for a minute, all right? Uh, Ganic, of course, short for organic. Oh! Of course. Yeah. Always got to have the abbreviations. I'm, of just, cyberpunk. I'm just pissed you guys went with the obvious cyberpunk references. It's all about Johnny Mnemonic, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, Where's it? It's hanging I, up high. Uh, <laughs> no one? <laughs> right, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did have to look up the reference at the beginning of this clip, though. I got the 80s for new wheels now. I had something real fine, too. How about you, Aina? Probably blowing all on booze in three days. Talking about somebody else, Jack. Deeper than a cunt out of combat. Ooh, edgy. Uh, Eddie's. 
It's uh, if Bender was made in Mexico. Uh, it's John DiMaggio. Oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. Okay, do any of us here... Okay, you remember how they had the special session where press could actually go in and play the game themselves in a dark room where they weren't allowed to take any film or stuff like that? You know, we saw this extended gameplay trailer, but you weren't actually able to, you know, capture footage of you playing. When you see that gameplay footage, you know, that they released, it's so beautiful, it's so fluid. It's like watching a movie. I'm really, really curious to see how that translates into real action because it's almost... It's so perfect, it's so scripted. All the voice... You know, props yeah. and yeah. Ev- everything that happens in that forty-eight minutes is just arresting. Like, yeah, you can't look away from it's it. It's cinematic as fuck, and mm-hmm. so that's yeah. The, the big question I have is like, can the game maintain that for a hundred hours? Because you know it is. It's going to be a hundred-hour game. It's mm-hmm. like The Witcher Three, mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, is that just a really, really scripted demo that is showing you? Yeah, it, when you actually play the game, once every one to two hours, something like that will happen. Mm-hmm. Or is it really that interactive? Uh, mm-hmm. That's I don't know. That That's that's the unanswered question, but I'm still... Even if it is once every hour or two, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Like, it's still one of my most anticipated games. Yeah. Although, I did I did notice one tiny flaw in, in that gameplay video. Uh, the bit that I pulled this next clip from mm-hmm. is a dude getting his legs shot off in super slow-mo with a shotgun. And as he's falling... The player takes a third shot, blows his head apart in the middle of this clip. Jesus Christ! My legs! Continues to complain about his legs after his head gets blown apart. Well, that's because you're, you're assuming it's his Gannick head, bro. It's his fucking cyber head, my man. But then how's he talking? Fucking cyber lungs, dude, and yes, cyber, cyber vocal cords, dude. Yes. Cyber lip like the Neo Geo game. Hells yeah, that's just a speaker, bro. Yeah, it's all good. Got his Gannick leg blown yeah. off. Also, that like when you're when you're uh, confronting like the Gangoons trying to pull off a uh, like a sale of a robot, like that is fucking creepy. Like the the dude with like. The entire front of his skull carved off and replaced with like a panel of lights. Yes. Hell yeah! Ugh, yeah, Watch Dogs Two wasn't brave enough to go there. <laughs> Nobody's brave enough to go there. Yeah, man. think about what you'd have to do. Oh, sacrifice yeah. all all yeah. your your organic stuff for the cyber uh-huh. stuff, man. But then you lose your essence, bro. And if mm-hmm. it's in the Shadowrun, you couldn't be a mage because you lose your essence. And goddamn it, I wish there was magic in more cyberpunk. <laughs> That's true. Well, me, you might be interested in the uh, the sequel game to Cyberpunk, Cyber Generation, which is about teenagers that manifest <laughs> nanotechnology abilities after watching their parents, uh, their parents' generation, chop their arms off to replace them with metal bits for no discernible reason. Perfect. I'm All right, I'm done being a nerd now. Yeah. <laughs> Time so, to go on with the rest of this podcast. So I got to wonder, you know, and I know I'm not alone in this, but... I'm not really sold on the first person, and I know they say that mm-hmm. it's you know that it's that's great. You know, it'll change once you actually play it. You really love it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I I have to admit, I usually prefer third. I get kind of motion sick in first person. I honestly. think it's a trade off with using guns. Yes. Uh, to be honest, it's it's like that's that is the my preferred way to shoot guns. Uh-huh. Uh, and then if you do it in third person, like Red Dead Redemption Two, there's usually kind of trade offs you have to have with some kind of auto targeting and all that. It's true. And you can't do a lot of the cool cyber shit in third person. Like, right. if you're going to have, like, scanning, if you're going to do the Terminator vision, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to see it from first person. Sure. When you put your cigarette out on the dude's chest, you got to see that shit in first person. Mm-hmm. And that, tri- you know, that, that footage really did a good job of showing, you know, this is all the stuff that you can do in first person. So there is that. I, I get it. But Yeah. And I, I do wonder, again, like, how, 
how consistent is this going to be with the overall experience? Like, yeah. is this really representative of what the gameplay is going to be like? I don't know. This is yeah. all speculation because we can't like, play it yet. <laughs> that's true. That's why it's most anticipated and not most played game of 2019. God damn it. How dare you puncture my flawless logic? <laughs> Bring it on. That's all I <laughs> yeah. got to say. But people said the same thing about Witcher 3, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, they did release, you know, the letter. You know, of course, you know, it might just mean that it slightly changes. Like, this will not be what the final game looks like. So, we're, you're yeah, I mean, they, they do have that text, like, across the top of the screen at all times, yes. pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. it's still, you know, pretty close, one imagines. You don't want to get those downgrade complaints on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, dreaded yeah. downgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to know, is Geralt going to make a guest appearance? Because that dude's like in <laughs> fucking so. everything. He's in Monster Hunter, He's, Soul Calibur. He could Graveyard totally Keeper. be cyberpunk. He hates portals, and yet the portals take him to all these cool games. So mm-hmm. It's not a CD Projekt Red game if I don't see Geralt's ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> and a tub. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Roach. Future Cyber Roach. <laughs> I'm Future Geralt. That's my name. Uh, you, you do a much better impression of that guy than I do. Thank Doug, you. Doug Cockle or whatever his name is. <laughs> Excuse you. It's his name. How dare you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we're obviously very much looking forward to these games. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic year, hopefully, for, for Vig Games. And hopefully a fantastic year for us, despite this sort of shaky beginning. <laughs> but um, that's our top five most anticipated games of the year. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new release, uh, some news, some <laughs> other stuff. So stay tuned. And now for a taste of things to come. Get scratching. This week on Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. So you have Blackboard Jones. You also have like stuff like Black Caesar, which Black yeah. Caesar was originally written for a white cast. Mm-hmm. Really? And yes. So when they were touring it around, mm-hmm. Black Exploitation gets really big, make another black, you know, crime drama movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, what Fred Williamson? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can't I know his face so well, but I can't remember why. What else have, have I seen him in? Uh, over the well, years? Fred Williamson was in a lot. And Dust Jackie Till Dawn. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. And a uh, uh, title I can't say. <laughs> uh, a few titles you can't say, actually, <laughs> uh, if I recall boss, correctly. Boss something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I will not say it as well. You don't want to be the Jackie Robinson of the N-Word? I absolutely don't. And, <laughs> the show? But I'd like to say right now, I don't think it's okay for you to say it. Uh, well. <laughs> Unless you give me carte blanche to use it all the time. Absolutely not. <laughs> God damn it. This never works out. <laughs> tried uh, it a million works. times. Doesn't work never out. works. That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LazerTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back to our hopefully shorter than usual second segment because we're recording this on January 2nd and not much is going on. But let's just jump straight in with our famous and beloved... Uh, 
Uh, there's one new release out this week. What was it? Fitness Boxing. Fitness Boxing. Is a game none of us have played. Yeah. <laughs> but, it is the only new release of the week. But one of us has played quite a bit of Atlas, which came out after we recorded our last live show of 2018. Yes. You've been playing it for a while, Leif. Mm-hmm. What has, like, I've been following your experience on Twitter, mm-hmm. but what's your overall take so far? Okay, well, there's some cool stuff in that when you get the ship together, you finally build the ship and everything, you set out on the sea. This is a pirate it's, survival. It's a, it's a, it's a pirate, pirate survival, survival MMO, MMO. Okay. yes. Mm-hmm. By, by the ARC people. By the ARC people, yes. And so that, that's, that's the best part of it is it's pretty realistic. You know, you get out and, you know, we have one person manning of the front sail, one at the helm and everything. Got to get food and everything. The problem is... Okay, so it's a game with a bunch of islands and everything. The problem is, if you're a new player, just a warning, all the islands are taken. There is no place to build up a permanent camp, which means, you know, that that's what you need to build a ship and everything. So, what we're doing now, somebody stole our land, uh, we are j- just squatting on somebody else's. You can do that, but the thing is, is everything's going to disappear after three days, but... The, the you know people are stealing stuff people are griefing you know the, the problem is you can spend hours and hours building a ship and then it'll get broken against the rocks because luckily they change this in the game but people in their little fart rafts will keep running into it and then you'll log back in the next morning and find your hours and hours just gone at the bottom of the, of the cay and uh, so then we uh, we built another one we spent hours and hours building that boat we sailed for hours and hours and Mind you, this is just like real ocean fa- uh, seafaring. You just miles and miles of water, and we're running low on food. We die on deck, and we have to respawn on deck. And uh, so after all that, we finally get to the place. Again, no land. We were trying to find a better place of land. And then a ghost ship spawns, and it kills us. Goodbye, all the hours of work, and uh, that's Atlas for you. So what you're saying is it's awesome. Um, it's awesome and you love it. No. <laughs> Do they even have the goddamn common courtesy to let you get drunk on grog and throw up all over your crewmates like Sea of Thieves? You get, you get, no, you, well... If there has, we have not unlocked the skill points to do it and stuff. But you can get really sick from vitamin deficiency, which means you start dropping. What? Yes. What? It's really hard to keep your vitamins up. This game has scurvy tech? Yeah, you have to eat fish, you have to eat berries, and you have to eat meat and keep those balanced. Eventually you can cook, but that's the way most people are surviving now. And if you don't, you start dropping turds all over the deck. Oh my god, so you you have to shit like in scum? Yeah, and you start going, uh, 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 on the deck, and and finally, you know, and when you start, you're running out of water, you're getting dehydrated, oh, and then finally you die. <laughs> so how many times have you heard poop deck jokes? Oh, God, so many <laughs> times. Trust me, when you're out there in the middle of the digital ocean for hours, and you're scared to look away because there might be a freaking storm or a freaking giant shark attacking your ship, there's nothing to do but to come up with jokes like this, yeah. Well, now you know what it was like to be a sailor. Exactly. And I've said that. It's an authentic I, I, experience. I have an article going up on PC World tomorrow where I talk about that. It was like, yeah, it really captures just how tedious these long <laughs> ocean voyages were. Uh, yes. God, you, you just created your your very own Obra Dinn. Yes. Like. Yeah. I was telling our, our captain, Joseph Bradford, I was saying, you know, because we built a brigantine, which is the, the we haven't sailed it yet because we're so scared, uh, but, uh, but it's the second largest ship in the game the largest is a galleon and i was like we should totally make a recreation of the overdid and stuff and he wouldn't have any of it asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well 
What a dick. Uh, <laughs> How is it that we're in this weird golden age of piracy games where you got Sea of Thieves, uh-huh. we got Atlas, we got Skull and Bones is coming. Mm-hmm. Have you played Sea of Thieves? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of it, but the, these guys, the guys I'm normally playing with, weren't that interested in it, so I didn't play it, that It much. sounds to me like Sea of Thieves is kind of like the light version of this game. Yes. And the, the important thing is, Sea of Thieves has so much more islands, you know, and so that mm. gives you fun, something fun to do and go out. But you will literally spend a long time at sea just doing nothing. That's that, r- that happens in Sea of Thieves, too, where there will be hour stretches where you don't see another person uh-huh. uh, other than your crew. Mm-hmm. So is that the, the case here or is, or is it sounded pretty popular? I mean, you mentioned yes. none of the, all the lands taken, so it's pretty populated. We Okay, so Joseph is reviewing it for IGN, and uh, so I decided to be the guy that helped him out, you know, and did it, and so I ended up writing my own little impressions piece for PC World, because, you know, I spent all that time I'm do something with it, and uh, but uh, we were we were actually moving pretty quickly for most people, and that first ship that wrecked, you know, our sloop, it was for a long time the best ship I saw in game. Most people nice. just had rafts. So we were really doing it, and to make up for everything they made the resources 2.5 times faster than they normally were the, the resource collection leading up to new year and it was so nice you know what the game was actually kind of fun but now it's back to normal and it's just a freaking grind and so we were so happy we got that brigantine built before they shut that off but it's, it's beta right i mean that's the kind of it's early access early access and so uh is this i think arc was like 30 dollars mm-hmm. to get in early access is this is this pay to play or yeah it, it's i think it is yeah it's about 30 dollars okay. i could be totally okay. wrong about that yeah Okay. Huh. Yeah. But it, it, now, have you played Ark at all? Uh, yes, I have, yes. And, and so does it have a lot of the similar mechanics? Of, is, yes, is it is basically Ark with ships. And, and you know, you no, have... No dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. Okay. You have you have elephants that have spikes on their tusk and stuff like that. So that's the fantastic element. You supposedly have krakens and dragons, but we never saw any, thank God. Um, but, because, uh, <laughs> you know, that would be the end of our fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, but, so it's a little bit more realistic in that regard, but it is basically Ark with ships. Sounds harsh, though. Like, the survival is. stuff sounds pretty harsh yes it is pretty harsh yes now once you get enough points you can put points into like you know vitamin retention rates and stuff like that and you know you we, everybody has learned to put a thousand points into fortitude because that keeps you from starving and dehydrating and stuff like that it gets a little the higher level you go it gets a little bit more manageable but it's those first levels are rough so this this land thing is weird to me though so they don't give you like your own little plot of land or the own little home base or, or safe zone or anything you spawn like that? on a you spawn on a Freeport Island, which is in your only, you can only level up to level eight there after they cap it off. After level eight, you are expected to go out and explore the world on a raft and go to like the nearest island and set up camp, you know, and that way you can start building a bigger ship, you know, getting more experience by killing stuff and just uh, like Moana. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But the problem is, is there's nowhere to really park. So you kind of really have to join like a really big company, as they call them, mm. you know, in, in order to do it. And that's, you know, you can tell it kind of pushes that because there's farming in the game. There's all this other stuff where you're expected to get all these kind of resources. And also, you know, when we build a ship on our own, it, we're a three-man crew. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of work. And so I imagine having more people. But you have to trust those people. And I'm hearing all these people, you know, because then you can have access to the pin-coated uh, chests and stuff. And people are stealing stuff and running off and building their own ships with it. And, oh, it sounds horrible. Oh, yeah. man. Hmm. Pirates, but yeah. still early access, so they, yeah. they could still work out some of that. Like, sounds like that land thing is something that they will have to solve. Soon. Yar, yeah. So, is it is it like a, a straight up MMO, or is it like uh, you're playing on instant servers, like in? Uh 
it, it is. It, it basically, this is the way it works. It is basically mm-hmm. one giant persistent world, but every grid on the map is technically a different server. Oh, whoa. And so you, once you once you sail to it, you'll see it like a, a blue shimmering wall. And it's just like one time we were in a bad storm. We knew we were trying so hard to make that shimmering wall because we knew the weather, the weather would change mm-hmm. once we get on the other side of it. But it's a gigantic map, you know, and they're done. You know, it's the grids in the map. So we referred to the islands as like B6, G12 and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, it's that's the way it is. Every square is a different server. That's yeah. wild. So, is so every server is PvP then? There, there are options, and you can make a you know like a private one. But it, it is a, for all the trouble, it is more fun to play it with other people. I can't even. You, that's got to be boring to you know not see anybody, not have anybody to talk to. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. chat because that's where you learn a lot of stuff is the chat, and people have been really helpful. Yeah. In chat. Well, I was kind of struck by like one of your your tweets was pointing out that like we've been playing this for hours and hours, and this is the how much of the world we've explored yes. and you're like just had this giant grid and then like tiny tiny in the center like are a few islands yes. that you've circled that was all yeah. we did it is a gigantic world and it took us 14 hours we're counting the time to build it to, to traverse what he's talking about and oh, like he said it was just like a sliver of the world and mm-hmm. yes so yeah i mean it seems like it's got a lot of room to grow yes into. uh but uh yeah early access and it just came out so uh, obviously, it's it's got a ways to go. Uh, other than that, uh, no new releases, right? <laughs> no, I mean it's beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there's there's actually surprisingly a lot coming in January though that we have to look forward to. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. So expect this section to be more action packed down the road. But for now, Do you guys like Pokemons, Pokemans? Pokemans. Yeah. Well, the next Pokemon movie after Detective Pikachu, uh, <laughs> it turns out it's a CGI remake of the original Pokemon movie. Hmm. Uh, they're calling it Mewtwo Strikes Back. Now even Pokemon movies are getting HD remakes. <laughs> yes, yeah, but, but it's CGI, so it's not the hand-drawn yeah. Yeah, animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. You know, I think fans are a little bit torn on it, too, because... Yes, they are. The, uh, you know, with Detective Pikachu, I think there was some conversation when that trailer mm-hmm. came out. And then I think for the most part, people sided with, yeah, these look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this one, I think people are going, mm, I don't know. It, it, it's not, it doesn't look like it's the same style mm-hmm. as the Detective Pikachu CG, so... I don't know, you know. Anytime you remake something that yes. people love from their childhood, mm-hmm. uh, which... Again, I think all of us here were probably too old for that first Pokemon movie when yeah. it came out. But uh, you're messing with like fond memories of a movie from people's childhood. It's like remaking Transformers, right. uh, which happened. Mm-hmm. We lived through that. That might have been when we split into the darkest timeline. Yeah, to be yeah it's like, Michael Bay's fault. Is I what keep you're trying to figure out when the split happened. <laughs> it could have been the first Transformers movie. Uh, but yeah, so that one's CG. I don't know. Do you get? I've never even, to be honest, I've never even seen the first Pokemon movie. I don't know if you guys. Me either. Awesome. (laughs) Moving on. We're all Philistines. (laughs) Um, Assassin's Creed Origins' own Bayek is coming to Monster Hunter World. So there is a new event uh, and a new quest. It's the SDF quest. Silent, deadly, farts. Uh, Fierce. Fierce drops you in an arena uh, where you, you have to fight. Uh, two monsters, two of the, like, the biggest monsters of the game together, uh, Odogoron and Devil, Devil, 
Devilho with the J in there. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just Devil read it. Joe. Dev- I think. Yeah, <laughs> Devil Joe. Thank you. Uh, and then you fight. After you're done with them, you have to fight Lunastra. Uh, if you take down all three, you're going to get Senu's feather item, which if you played Origins, that's the eagle. That's Bayek's eagle. You get his feather. And so with two feathers, you can actually craft some armor that is basically a Bayek skin. Uh, and then there's also a mantle item that's the assassin's hood, and uh, that actually gives you gameplay bonuses. So you're going to get a speed boost to running, climbing, and then it deals extra damage if you're stealth on enemies. So you get to be like a little mini assassin, and that one looks more like Ezio's hood, which is awesome. So, nice. Uh, but, but the mantles, the way they work in that game, they're kind of like temporary buffs. They, they, they're on a timer, and you can only use them so often. So uh, I just love the fact that, like, Fucking Monster Hunter World, just like fuck it, you got to, you, you want to be in our game? Everybody, come on in here! Like this is like the, at least the fifth different franchise to make a guest appearance. If you, I'm trying, yeah. trying to count all. Of them. Well, I mean, this is the second time that Assassin's Creed Origins has done that kind of crossover too, in yeah. that uh, it did it before with Final Fantasy 15 with yeah. the Assassins Festival. Well, I remember way back in the day, uh, Assassins was in was it Soul Calibur, right? It was Ezio. Was, yeah, was Ezio in was in Soul Calibur. Yeah. Yeah. So Yubi's always been really cool about kind of loaning those characters out to other game franchises, which I think is good for everybody. It's yeah. like, yeah, I love this franchise. I love this one. Hey, I get to play them together. Yeah, and uh, I think still ongoing is the uh, For the Creed event in For Honor. Yeah, there's a crossover uh, with Assassins in For Honor. Yeah, right? where the, it's like a special mode where uh, your two teams fight each other and the general for each side is, uh, I think the Assassin side is Ezio and the Templar side is um, Cesare. So ah, okay. Yeah. So you, you get to kill one of them. Nice. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the Monster Hunter World also has that Witcher crossover event, which I think is still coming out. Like, So this mm, one was announced. Yeah. So, yeah, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure when each of those hits, but uh, look forward to those if you're playing Monster Hunter World. You guys play Persona 5? Of course. Well, Persona 5 R was revealed. Persona and, 5 Racing. And we have absolutely no clue what it is. It could be racing. Uh, so there was a teaser trailer that came out over the break. Um, basically all the trailer, it barely showed anything, just kind of the city. And then it says more info's coming in March. Hmm. So it's actually Persona 5. Arr! It's a pirate game. <laughs> it's more pirate. Yeah, it's, crossing it's, over it's with Atlas. Crossing over with Atlas, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Sea of Thieves. Um, so a lot of people are thinking it could be a Switch port, but then the actual trailer had a PlayStation logo. Yeah. So probably what this is more is kind of what like Persona 4 did with Golden. Like it might be like a like a super edition of that game that has more content in it, mm-hmm. which for people like me who didn't play through the original, uh, this could be the best version to buy. So why not? And we, meanwhile, people like me uh, who are already facing down the daunting task of doing a new game plus in order to forge all those social links correctly can uh, just sort of groan a little bit. <laughs> can continue to say you're going to do that uh-huh. and yeah. push that game further back in your yeah. GameCube. So I, I, w- I was talking to, to Leif before we started the show, actually, and, and I saw a uh, video that was like uh, evolution of games of the year from like 1978 to it might have been 1980 to, to 2018. And, you know, just kind of going through gameplay clips of like Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, all this different stuff. And then it got to like uh, Twilight Princess, Super Mario Galaxy. And I realized like, Super Mario Galaxy was 11 years ago. I've been putting off playing that game for 11 years. <laughs> oh, shit. Telling myself I will play this eventually. Did you play two? No, not really, no. no. I played a little bit. <laughs> I played the shit out of one, got about halfway through two, and just fell off. But those are both, like, 
super good Mario games, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I think the problem there is they're locked to the Wii. Yeah, that was why. I Maybe didn't, I'm, I'm holding out hope that we'll get remasters. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, why not? They've been doing really well at that. So yeah. Uh, well, here's a game that I know you played last year and that you might want to be oh. hopping back into. Uh-huh. New levels are coming to Celeste in early 2019. Gasp! Uh, so the dev team was out there. They were basically saying the game has sold over 500,000 units. So congratulations to that team. Uh, and to celebrate, they were going to be releasing new, quote unquote, extremely difficult levels, mm-hmm. which. Boy, if those are what they're calling extremely right, difficult, yeah. like, like the original was pretty hard at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I even want to play those, but it's nice yeah. to know they exist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> when I finished that, I was like, that's enough for that. <laughs> and, and if you haven't played Celeste, it is one of the games with gold for January on yes. Xbox. So pick that up because it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's free if you've got Xbox Live. Yes, free. Again, one of those free things you pay for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then Halo Infinite finally had some details revealed uh, during a stream by 343 over the break. One thing people are super excited to see the return of is four-player split screen. Ah, yes. Yeah, so Halo 5 didn't have that. I didn't even realize that. Shows you how much I played that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, they're bringing that back. And then it also is going to feature the customization options that were seen prominently in Reach which a lot of Halo fans think that is probably one of the best recent Halo games. Hmm. Uh, It's weird to call Reach recent, though. That's probably another one that's like over five years old at this point. Well over five years (laughs) old, yes. But yeah, so all the customization stuff from Reach uh, is coming to Infinite. It's just nice to get some details on Infinite because all I'd seen about it was that E3 trailer that didn't really Mm. show much. On that note, that's all the news that's fit to play. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Uh, Last week's question of the week, and the week before that, was, what is your personal game of the year for 2018? Now, Leif, you were here when we did that, and you answered the question, and unfortunately, something fucked up while I was editing it, and I lost your answer. But uh, can you say again what your personal game of the year was? Oh, it's very predictable. It's God of War. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was was the game that prompted me to get a bottle of Coke and a pizza and just sit there and play that thing all weekend. And, yeah, I... It had me hooked like no other game. You know, it's it's a, it's a predictable answer. I couldn't say like the return to Oberdin or something like that. But no, that that's the game I keep thinking of when I think back on 2018. It's like, man, that was a good game. Yeah. I also lost my my personal game of the year that wasn't on the list, which is Deltarune Chapter One. Yes, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Yeah, which is my opportunity to bring up two that we considered that we didn't get to discuss. Uh, minute. Mm-hmm. Which was an excellent. Which was in the running for a yeah, long, yeah, long time. Yeah, it's an excellent. I would call it like a Zelda-like mm-hmm. that takes place in minute-long sessions at yep, a time, yep. hence the name. Uh, and then the other one is Into the Breach. Mm-hmm. Into the Breach, yes. mm-hmm. excellent strategy game uh, from the guys who who got who brought you FTL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love Into the Breach because it's like it's turn-based strategy. But you actually kind of get to see it's more like a puzzle in that you're mm-hmm. mapping out your future moves. You know, it's more yeah. like a chess you can, match. You can see what all the enemies are going to do, and so you yeah. have to sort of take that into account. And you react can, you to can it. see what they're gonna do, and then you can also see when you hit enemies, it usually moves them on the board. Mm-hmm. And so you have to take that into account. Like, okay, if I hit that guy, is this actually gonna put him in a spot yeah. where he can now blow up the city that I'm trying to protect mm-hmm. or blow up well, all my other and units? It, it depends. Like you you will unlock other kinds of units that can some of them will push enemies, some of 
of them won't. Yes. So you you have to get used to all these things. And you can what I like is that you once you unlock a team, you're not necessarily stuck with that team of mechs. You can customize and right, uh, right. mix and match. And it is a roguelike in that if you're having a bad run, you can basically hit the reset button mm-hmm. and you send one of your pilots back in time and mm-hmm. get an all new loadout if it's not yeah, working for you. Start over. Yeah. Um and I, I I played this a bunch uh first on PC and then like over the break on Switch and it's it's one of those like this is really fun and it's addictive. I just don't feel like it's one of the ten best games that I played in 2018. I think the thing that kept it off the list for me finally was the difficulty. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really yeah, it's hard. hard. It's like, really fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, and so it's one of those games I probably would have played a lot more of, but it kicked my ass. Yeah. But I, it's, I it's saw really the good. third island for the first time the other day. Oh man, the, uh, oh, the AI a big people. achievement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so excellent game. I just wanted to to mention those two. It made my uh, top ten Mac games of 2018. Nice. But of course. Nice. We're a smaller selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, first to answer on VeggieGameApocalypse.com was LaserTime Rules, who says, My personal game is Smash Ultimate, which even surprises me since I'm not a big fan of the series in general. However, the inclusion of pretty much every character in the franchise, plus Simon, and more characters to come is too much to pass up. Since I'm pretty much garbage at the game and get annihilated online, the beefy single-player mode is nice. I'm having a blast playing World of Light and collecting all the spirits. Roberto O. says, My game of the year definitely is... Fortnite. Now, before I get hate for this, I want to point out one of the best features of the game uh, that not a lot of other games have, crossplay between consoles, PC, and mobile. It helped me out as the lone PC gamer in a family full of PlayStation users. Plus, having the keyboard and mouse advantage makes me seem better than I actually am. Smiley face emoji. I hope more games in the future add crossplay. Hmm. I, I got, you know, I had to put a Fortnite entry on here because we don't really talk about that game that much. Yeah. But if you... Depending on how you count games, like, there are people who say, like, yes, it, it is the obvious game it's of the, the year. It's the biggest game of the year, certainly. Certainly, absolutely. yeah. And then we have from Red Cyclone Inc. says, Monster Hunter World. I played since the first, and I'm so happy to see it continue to evolve and grow while still existing in its more pure form on the Switch in XX. I tend to get really into the fine details and techniques to make fights easier. I like to fine-tune armor skills and make sure monster weaknesses and strengths and take all that stuff into account. That all is present while being able to draw in newer, less familiar players, and while a ton of people will drop off at hour 50, I'll still be chilling in Japanese randoms in the hundreds, and it's all good. Can't wait for the expansion. Friend of DeSoto says, Hitman 2! After watching the gals at Kotaku play this game, I was intrigued at how much stuff you can get away with in this sandbox-style assassination game. It manages to put me in a state of constant fear of being caught, while breaking that tension whenever an NPC points out the absurdity of their situation. I've gone through the Miami level at least ten times, and still haven't done half of the things. My Little Ponfar says, Up until two weeks ago... I would have probably put PS4 Spider-Man as my personal game of the year, but I recently took a risk on a game based purely on the strength of the trailer. Grease was a game that came to me out of nowhere. I hadn't seen any promotional material or previews, but because I had some Nintendo credit burning a hole in my pocket, I bought the game. Whilst it is by no means a lengthy experience, the 4-5 to hours I spent with Grease have stuck with me more than anything else I've played this year. Like Journey, this game affected me on a deeper level than just, ooh, these are pretty graphics and sounds. 
the great platforming, the way that color is returned to your black and white world, and the mechanics that are gradually added to the game keeps things varied and interesting and all add up to a sublime experience. Did I mention the animation and soundtrack? They are both amazing. Now, Michael, I know you spent a little bit of time with this game at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Although, yeah, if you, <laughs> to include those games, like release them before December, please. Right. Yes, I want You know, I didn't have. I you know, I have it now, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to include it. You know, on my maybe on my, my Mac games list, but you know, it came out right at the last second, and yeah. I know it's only like four or five hours long, but I just. You know, I couldn't, and I was, in a, and he, this guy compares it to, to Journey, and I love Journey. It's one of my favorite games of all time, except for, at least for that first experience of it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would love to try that, and I'm going to try to do, it to do that this weekend. I like art house games. Mm-hmm. I'll try yes, that. I do too. Okay, and so, moving on um, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Ryan Clark says, 2018 was insane for games, and there are so many to choose from, but my number one game has to be the Spooderman on PS4. I'm sure I won't be alone in that, but that game had its hooks in me deep. It was only the third game I'd ever platinum, and I did it in three days. Oh, shit. I could still go back and play through it to completion with little hesitation. I love putting on a playlist on Spotify and swinging and zipping through the most beautiful representation of New York I've ever seen. My personal favorite music choice is to put on the My Hero Academia OST and go nuts. What a damn fine video game. Also, shout outs to God of War, possibly tying in with it because that game is a masterpiece. But I've already gone on about it in enough other places. Whatever, dude. You say you put on that soundtrack. We all know you're really li- listening to Because uh, there's a hero to save us. I'm not going to be around Okay. Well, Todd Harrison says it's not the best game of 2018, but the game I had the most fun with was Sea of Thieves. It doesn't hold Yuck. your hand in a good way, and it's really satisfying to get a crew that actually knows what they're doing. PvP combat is challenging but fun, and solving the treasure riddles is my favorite part of the game. Aside from rolling up on a galleon and laying into it with your cannons, they've also added a lot to the game for free, like the Kraken and the Megalodon. It's one of those games, like, tried it when it came out, I knew more stuff was coming, I keep meaning to get back to it because it is part of Game Pass, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just feel like eventually it will be the game I want it to be. Like No Man's Uh, Sky. Mm -hmm. But I gotta get back to it, Uh, and yeah, I know I'll keep saying that, and so again, like like Mario Galaxy, 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. I will be saying, I should have played Sea of Thieves. Uh, Andrew Giacchetti says, because I don't think anyone else will, I want to go to bat for Spyro. That game set the standard for what a remake should be. It perfectly captured memories of what Spyro was. And that game holds up. And unlike all the other major contenders, it's the only game I could give Game of the Year without an asterisk. Uh, Spidey was too short. God of War left me hanging. But both... Dude, come on. You gotta, oh, say, you gotta say Spidey left me hanging. Hello, it's right there for you. <laughs> uh, both were amazing. I hated RDR2. Well, I'm sorry. And Smash had the whole online debacle. And for everyone who thinks Spyro is a babby game, get 120% on all three games, then talk to me. I'm not going to do that, so I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I played it, and I, I missed it the first time around, and that first game was really, really good. Like, I, I was playing it 
for hours and not just because I had to. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, and it's, I mean, it did make our list of the mm-hmm. best remakes of yes, the year. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Vincent Goodwin says, I was going to say Spider-Man, but fuck it. It's Tetris Effect. Tetris is the best game of all time. And Tetris Effect is the only worthwhile update to the Tetris formula besides Tetris DS and Grandmaster. Tetris 2, Tetris Blast, Wordtress, Fortress, Wetrix, and Tetris Fear need not apply. The music and visuals are amazing. There are several modes to provide a lot of variety. I'm going to be playing Tetris Effect for decades. Whoa, man. It's so good that I can retire all my previous versions of Tetris. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, champ. There, There is one other worthwhile update to the Tetris formula, and it is Tetris Microcard. Oh, God, yeah. that thing's so awesome. Listen to this. <laughs> it's about the size of a credit card, y'all. Yeah, that's true. It is a credit card-sized Tetris game with yes. a screen that looks like it came off of a Fitbit charge. Just a little <laughs> vertical black and white thing. You, but you could smuggle that rules. game out of Russia, stuck up your ass. <laughs> yeah, that game could fit up your ass to smuggle out of Russia. Mm-hmm. If you it's sixty dollars, and I got it for Christmas. Yeah, I'm sure that's where that came from. Actually, that was stuck <laughs> yes. up some, when when it, when the government, the Russian government, owned the rights to Tetris. Mm-hmm. Some man, yeah. some brave soul, had to, to smuggle I, that game I, out. I got the comic book history of Tetris, and I bet that that story is in there verbatim, <laughs> just like you described it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jason Johnson says, My goatee is Dragon Ball Fighters. Ever since it was shown at E3, I was really hyped for the game, and it absolutely did not disappoint upon its release. The Dragon Ball franchise has always meant a lot to me and is still one of, if not my favorite, IPs. Over the last few years, I've really gotten into fighting games and online competitive play, and this game quickly became my overall favorite. I think it's amazing, and it even became the biggest game at EVO this year. I can only hope Toei doesn't kill it. Uh, Dylan Coddle says, Celeste, it's one of the most phenomenal platformers in recent years. Amazingly tight controls and perfect level design. I died hundreds of times and still loved every moment. In recent years, I came to terms with my anxiety and depression, sought help, and have been working on improving myself to overcome it. The story of Celeste is essentially one giant metaphor for this, and it really resonated with me. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. I, th- I think our guest, Cat Bailey, uh, had a lot of really good things to say about Celeste. Mm-hmm. She said it was her, I think it was her personal favorite game of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke Beatty says, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven for me. I don't know the last time I spent five hours at an in-game casino until I could get the jackpot. It's also one of the only JRPGs ever that, once started, I couldn't stop playing until it was finished. And just announced, uh, at least in Japan, coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So we'll probably eventually get that here. Yeah. I've been playing it on PC, so I'll just have to settle for a laptop. <laughs> um... John Holen says, I bought Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom this last week on a whim. While I have a little left to finish, I feel safe in saying that it's likely going to be my game of the year. The gameplay is addictive thanks to its extremely tight platforming, unique level design, and genuinely fun power-ups. And then there's the graphics. They are simply stunning. They possess a beautiful mix of cartoonish aesthetic and attention to detail that has caused me to stop multiple times just to look at something small like a background animation. In many ways, this game feels and looks like a serious contender for the best Metroidvania of this generation, which is a shame because I imagine it will go largely overlooked. I mean, yeah, it is really good. It is really fun. 
I just love the fact that I think the dream for a lot of games for a long time was you were a playable cartoon. Yeah. And I feel like this generation, we finally reached that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with games like this or Cuphead, where it's like they literally just look like hand-drawn animation come to life. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried with like cell shading and stuff in previous generations, and you could still see that it was a video game with yeah, you know, yeah. special effects. But this to me is like, yeah, we're, we're finally just playing cartoons. Well, I think Dragon Ball Fighters also feels that oh way. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. It, yes. Even though it's cell shaded polygons, it's like it gets it perfect. Yeah. It but, looks like anime. But it's anime. That's why I don't talk about it. (laughs) Adam Foote says, My game of the year has to be Super Mario Party. Not only is it a great game full of nostalgia from my high school days playing the original where I and my friends would tear our palms up in order to win certain games, but it also finally managed to get my wife to play games with me. That alone makes it the best game of the year for me. Oh, that's right. Hey, that's fun. Whenever you can get a game your wife plays... And Michael was just telling us you and Diana were playing Return of the Oberdin mm-hmm. together, right? Yeah, like, solving those mysteries. Got it. It's Sherlock Holmes game come to mm-hmm. life, man. The thing's awesome. Eric M. Delacquilla says, I have to say Red Dead Redemption 2 is my game of the year. It is the closest yet to a Wild West that never existed, but everyone thinks did, cowboy simulator there is. From story missions to exploring to hunting to the soundtrack to just dicking around, it is a great game. As a runner-up, I have to go with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It, too, has many of the qualities I like from Red Dead Redemption 2, but the only thing that keeps it from the number one spot for me is the Assassin's Creed lore and Pleasant Day stuff that just seems shoehorned in. If they had just kept it to an ancient Greece RPG, it definitely would have been number one. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Sean Castaneda says Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I pick Cassandra and just love the game that I can't stop playing. I need to finish the main quest, but I don't want to, so I've been going after the cult instead. And we have a couple of video answers. Um, first from at RedRock963 on Twitter. Hey VGA, it's RedRock963 here to talk about my game of the year with my buddy Ozzy, who seems to have caught some kind of weird parasite actually that was just a clever boy to talk about dragon quest 11 it's a slime which was my game of the year i uh for me it was one of those jrpgs that felt like it's how jrpgs should have gone for i don't know the past 20 years and i think i put about 100 hours into that game and i was sad when it was over and yeah best rpg of the year Runner-up could be Nino Kuni too, but yeah, Dragon Quest kind of blew it out of the water. Anyway, have a happy new year, and here's to a great 2019. Nice. Nice. Welcome back, Red Rock. Happy new year to you. Yeah. Happy new year. And welcome back also to our favorite farm boy, Gallatin Carhart. Morning, VGA. This is uh, Gallatin Carhart here coming to you Tuesday morning. Merry Christmas. We already did the, the Santa Claus at the old coal household up there and uh, getting ready to have one of the greatest meals of the world, of, of the year, and that is Christmas morning breakfast. Yes, sausage, bacon, eggs, ham, um, hash brown casserole. You're going to have grits in there. Got to get you some grits in there. Damn. Uh, what else are we going to have? We have fried apples and gravy. I said the biscuits, I think, already, but a bit more biscuits and the gravy. And it's pretty good stuff. Good stuff. Good. Pack it to you. Clog up the arteries a little bit. Kind of breakfast. Crypto's here. 
Merry Christmas from Crypto. Oh, hey, Crypto. Anyways, game of the year, I gotta say. Yes, Spider-Man was amazing. I loved it. It thrilled the little Marvel kid in me. But just as a dad, the God of War, or God of War, oh, it, it, it tops. It tops, Spider-Man. Not by tons. Not by tons. But just... I love Kratos. I love Kratos being old now. I love him being kind of stiff, kind of slower moving. <laughs> I love the beard, <clears throat> the hipster beard. I love just how he's trying to be a dad, kind of didn't want to be a dad, but does want to be a dad, blah, blah, blah. Love all that. Love the story. Love it all completely. Anyways, that's about it. The horses are trying to get their, uh, their Christmas hay breakfast. Where we pile it on. So I got to get to that. Y'all take it easy. Merry Christmas to you all. Happy Hanukkah to Diane, of course. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Oh, thank you. I wonder if it's the best meal in the world for the horses, too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what a hash brown casserole is. That sounds right. awesome. That sounds amazing. Yes. If that doesn't include cheese and sour cream, I will be slightly disappointed. <laughs> so you want you want latkes. You want it to be like a potato <laughs> pancake <laughs> casserole. Latkes, yeah. And throw those fried apples on there, and then, you know. Yeah, there you go. go. Got latkes. So new question of the week. What is the game you are most looking forward to in 2019? I know mine that wasn't on the list is Maneater. The shark RPG, Shark PG, uh, that we've seen. Oh, here she comes. We've seen very little about it, uh, but you know, I'm I'm always excited for a spiritual successor to Jaws Unleashed, even if the shark's mouth looks a little weird in a lot of the footage that we've seen so far. I am most looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima, and um, you know, just the art style, the historical setting, you know, the stealth elements with the combat elements. Everything comes together. That's it's my type of game, and uh, I'm really hoping they do, you know, do it justice. And it's something. It's very much like what we see in the gameplay footage so far. I got a long list. I'm gonna go really quick here. Uh, okay. So, Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. Can't wait. Love Animal Crossing. Far Cry New Dawn. Cannot wait. Love every Far Cry game. Uh, Anthem as a Destiny player. Anthem looks interesting to me. Uh, Division 2, The Division, baby! You can't mm-hmm. leave The Division off! Uh, Skull and Bones, hopefully that's this year, but we're in this golden age of pirate games. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Full Body, dude, loved Catherine. Catherine Full Body's coming. Psychonauts 2! Yeah! And Shenmue 3! I'm so nervous about that game, yeah. <laughs> but I really want it. Yeah, I have lots, dudes. Mm. I have a lot of games I'm looking forward to. 2019 is already shaping up to be kind of an epic video game year. Like, how do you follow 2017 with an epic 2018 and now 2019? This is awesome. It's just going to be games that jack you off. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. That's really gross. Well, I mean, I, how would you top 2018? That's I, one way. I'm never using your VR rig again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gross. Yes, you are gross. <laughs> See, I'm imagining a way that games could somehow be more amazing, oh, and boy. you're just making it I nasty. mean, Luigi's Mansion 3, the suck tech, is yes, going to be yes. amazing. Luigi's going to jack you off with his vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what are your most anticipated games of 2019? Let us know. Go to vidgamapocalypse.com and answer in the comments under episode 297. Alternately, you can visit the official LaserTime community on Facebook uh, and, and answer there. There'll be a thread. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. 
uh, which is a great avenue for video responses, by the way, just saying. But that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Leif. Yeah, once again, Leif Johnson. Um, I'm an editor at Macworld, so you can read me reading about, you know, writing about Mac and Apple stuff and everything. But I also write about PC games on occasion still for PC World, so you can see my uh, writing on that. I will have a big write-up for Atlas publishing tomorrow. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter, and that's on Leif Johnson, L-E-I-F Johnson. And that's about it. None of this would be possible. Without the generous help of our patrons at patreon.com slash laser time, which by the time you hear this, we will have posted a special New Year's treat exclusive for patrons. So uh, head on over there, support the show. We really appreciate any support you can give us. Uh, and then if you want to join the official Laser Time Facebook community, uh, head on over there. It is a closed community, but I'm an admin. I'll let you in. Just say, tell them Maddie Allen sent you. We got you. We got you hooked up. So uh, yeah. Check us out over there as well. And then check me out on Twitter. I'm at Maddie C. Allen. All right. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. Dun 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 d